This is Plant-Based Briefing, why I recommend an inexpensive slow cooker for plant-based cooking, part two by Brigitte Jem at veganfamilykitchen.com. And I'm Marian Erickson, and this is the Plant-Based Podcast, where I curate, get permission, and narrate a variety of articles on plant-based and vegan topics in about 10 minutes or less every weekday. And today's article was longer, so it's a two-parter. I read part one yesterday. So go listen to that first and then jump back here for part two. So now let's get to today's plant-based briefing. Why I recommend an inexpensive slow cooker for plant-based cooking, part two by Brigitte Jam at veganfamilykitchen.com. My best recipes for the slow cooker. Slow cookers are the natural allies of all things simmered, so soups and stews are perfect to cook in that crock. Here are some examples. In practically every case, you'll want to start with an onion, add a bunch of vegetables, probably some beans or lentils, and suitable seasonings, plus some liquids. Chilies and curries. Use onion, garlic, carrots, bell peppers. I prefer red, but one green in the mix would be fine. Maybe some diced squash or other dense veggies like cauliflower. Add cooked beans or chickpeas and seasonings. For a chili, use cumin, oregano, chili powder, and smoked paprika. For a curry, use cumin, coriander, turmeric, with black pepper always, and other Indian-inspired spices, plus ginger if desired. Add your preferred liquid combo, like vegetable broth and or crushed tomatoes, perhaps a can of coconut milk for a creamy curry, so the pot is half to three-quarters full, and cook on low for seven to eight hours. Lentil soups. My favorite is red lentil soup with onion, garlic, ginger, carrots, orange sweet potato, a bit of orange juice, or just a peeled orange with the seeds removed about one and a half cups of red lentils rinsed, and five cups of vegetable broth. I add cumin, turmeric, and coriander, plus fresh ground pepper and maybe a pinch of cinnamon. After six to eight hours, I blend it smooth with an immersion blender. You can also make a more Euro-styled veggie and lentil soup by using the ingredients from my rustic veggie soup recipe linked here, substituting green lentils for the cannellini beans and cooking it all on low for seven to eight hours. Spaghetti sauce. Keep it simple. Onion, carrot, celery, lots of garlic, two big cans of crushed tomatoes, plus oregano and basil. You can add one and a half cups of green, brown, or black dry lentils, plus about one and a half cups of vegetable broth for extra protein. Cook it all up for seven to eight hours on low. If you have time, instead of the lentils, you could crumble a package of extra firm tofu into chunks, mix it up with a little soy sauce, balsamic vinegar, and a liquid sweetener. I prefer blackstrap molasses here. And roast the crumbs in the oven for a little bit. Don't let them burn. Blend the sauce smooth with an immersion blender if desired, then add the roasted tofu crumbs. Orange sweet potatoes and butternut squashes. The slow cooker can be a convenient way to cook your big orange sweet potatoes or yams or butternut squashes. Just plop them in the crock, add one to two cups of water to cover the bottom, and make sure the lid is on so it doesn't run dry. Cook on low for at least six hours or until a knife pierces the vegetable's flesh easily. I suppose this would also work with beets. Brush them clean first, but I haven't tried it yet. You would have to peel the beets once they're cool enough to handle, whereas the sweet potato skins are perfectly fine to eat and also very nutritious. What slow cooker to buy for plant-based cooking? Buy the simplest slow cooker you can find with the smallest number of features. It should be manual, not electronic or programmable in any way, with just a switch to choose between off, low, and high heat. Some slow cookers also feature a keep-warm temperature that's good when serving, say, bean chili to a crowd on game day, but really it's a frill feature that isn't completely required. Why the allergy to features? My experience is that programmable and electronic slow cookers are prone to error and failure. I've had one that would spontaneously switch from low to high at a random point during cooking, ruining my dinner in the process. 
The electronic panel of another one stopped working one day and could never be revived, again ruining dinner and requiring replacement. The idea of programming the slow cooker to go from low to keep warm after a certain number of hours is appealing in theory, but really, cooking on low for another hour will not ruin your soup. If no one will be back home to attend to your food within 10 hours, then it's probably not a great idea to leave a small hot appliance running for that long anyway. What about size? I find that the 6-quart size is perfect because it allows to cook approximately 8 to 10 individual portions with enough room to spare at the top that the contents don't spill every time you stir. The extra food goes for lunches or into the freezer for another week. 4-quart slow cookers can be frustrating as they'll be too small to double up recipes. The tiny 2-quart ones are really only going to keep artichoke dip warm in a party spread. As for the really big 8-quart slow cookers, I find that they're hard to store in the average kitchen cabinets and also slower to warm up, thus extending cooking time. Where should I buy my slow cooker for plant-based cooking? Slow cookers, the simpler ones with the only manual switch described above, are the perfect items to buy secondhand. Thrift stores and Facebook Marketplace are two common places to search. To be extra safe, you can test it with water and a thermometer before your first official use so you don't ruin a pot of soup. The water should reach a temperature of at least 170 degrees Fahrenheit or 80 degrees Celsius on the low setting after 3-4 to hours. That should set you back about $10. You might score a free one from a friend or your local Buy Nothing Project group. If you insist on buying it from the store, the models I recommend cost less than $25. Whatever you do, please don't get it from Amazon. Why slow cookers are great appliances for batch cooking. Weekend batch cooking sessions are the most efficient way to use our time in the kitchen, especially when following a carefully crafted plan. Adding a slow cooker to the mix can make those sessions go even further. Here's how. 1. Plan to have at least one super stew on the stovetop and one in the slow cooker. 2. Double up the quantity of onions and carrots and celery if using for the stovetop recipe. Cook for 10 minutes, stirring occasionally, and add garlic in the last minute. And number 3. Transfer half of the cooked onion mixture to the slow cooker. Dump in the rest of the slow cooker recipe's ingredients and cook on low for 7-8 to eight hours. The result will be a whole extra ready-made pot of super stew with hardly any additional dishes or time spent at the stove. Why don't I recommend cooking most dry beans from scratch in the slow cooker? Some beans, when raw, contain a naturally occurring lectin-type protein called phytohemagglutinin, or PHA, that cause damage to red blood cells. Phyto means plant, hema refers to blood, and gluten refers to clumping together. Kidney beans have the most, but white beans like cannellini, fava beans, and black beans have some too. When PHA is detected in the gastrointestinal system, our body is very eager to get rid of it, leading to vomiting and diarrhea. Although it can be violent, the reaction is usually ridden out by healthy people in just a few hours. However, those with compromised health could end up in hospital or worse. Thankfully, this can all be avoided by cooking those beans thoroughly. They need to be brought to at least 80 degrees Celsius or 176 degrees Fahrenheit for at least 30 minutes, possibly less if the beans were previously soaked. Unfortunately, the slow cooker does not reliably reach those temperatures. That is why I do not recommend cooking dry beans from scratch in it. My preferred method for cooking beans from scratch is the Instant Pot. Previously, I just used the stovetop method, but it takes longer, requires more attention, and generates lots of vapor. Chickpeas and lentils, however, are fine to cook in the slow cooker as they do not have a problem dose of PHA. Worried about lectins in general after reading The Plant Paradox? This video from nutritionfacts.org debunks the myths linked here. Are lectins good or bad for you? Can't I use my Instant Pot instead of a slow cooker for plant-based cooking? 
Most or all electric pressure cookers have a slow cook mode, but personally, I don't trust slow cooked meals with my Instant Pot. In single function slow cookers, the heat comes evenly distributed from all around the crock, whereas the element of the Instant Pot is on the bottom. It is more likely to lead to burnt food at the bottom of the pot and uncooked food at the top. This being said, if all you have is an Instant Pot right now, you can make it work almost like a slow cooker by using it on the low setting only, check your manual, stirring the food every two to three hours or so, scraping the bottom to make sure there are no burnt bits there, and increasing the total cooking time by perhaps an hour to make up for the times when you lifted the lid. Make sure to review your manual's instructions with regards to proper lid placement during slow cooking or use a glass lid from a different pot. It may not be a good fit if you're going to walk away for the whole day, but if you're working from home, it's probably fine. If you have the extra space in your kitchen, above your fridge perhaps, consider spending the $10 to get a separate slow cooker. You just listened to Why I Recommend an Inexpensive Slow Cooker for Plant-Based Cooking, Part 2 by Brigitte Jem at veganfamilykitchen.com. And I'm your host, Marian Erickson. And as always, I put a link to the original post in the show notes so you can find the linked recipes and videos that she mentioned. And I love using my slow cooker. I've brought it back out from storage when I signed up for Brigitte's weekly family meal plans. And it's so nice to put stuff in there and set it and forget it. I usually, while I intend to get everything in there first thing in the morning, it's usually lunchtime when I chop everything and throw it in. And then I just set it on a bit higher heat for four hours and it always comes out perfectly. And I was trying to think of how old my slow cooker is. It is definitely over 30 years old. And I have used it now more in the last couple years since starting with Brigitte's vegan family meal plans than I used it the entire time I've owned it. So please share this episode with anyone who might benefit and thanks for listening.